Hi everyone! Before we start the show, I wanted to ask that if you like what we're doing here, you might consider donating to keep it moving onward and upward. We have a Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hegelbon and a PayPal at paypal.me backslash Hegelbon. $5 a Patreon will get you bonus episodes, but even a dollar helps more than you can imagine because no cartridge is funded by listeners like you. Thank you. Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk, Kegelbon on Twitter, and I'm really happy to have with us today uh, someone's work I followed for quite some time on Twitter, uh, and, and a friend of mine, Leon Chang. You know him, uh, you might know him as Leon Chang, but you also know him as at L-E-W, wait, L-E-Y-A-W-N, Leon, Leon, on Twitter. Hey man, how's how's it going? Good, good. Uh, I just woke up from a nap, so I'm feeling pretty well rested. <laughs> nice, excellent. Um, yeah, we were talking about this beforehand. So, like, do you? How do you? How do you generally nap? Because I know for me, <laughs> I, I naps are near and dear to my heart, and I, I've gotten much, much less of them as I've grown up. But the um, or as I've gotten older, grown up is probably uh, not true. But getting older is true. Um, uh, I, I I steal when I can, uh, like an hour and a half to a two hour nap. That's like kind of my jam. Um, but I can't really do those deep like four hour naps anymore. Do you like yeah. power nap or what do you I, do? I have like I have like two two kinds of naps. One nap where I know that I sort of have to get up within like an hour or two to to do something. So I will set an alarm and then just wake up every twenty minutes and it'll be terrible sleep. Oh yeah. And sometimes yeah. So, sometimes my body just says hey. You need to nap, and I'll, I'll go through that deep four-hour nap, and I'll wake up rested, and then also I'll wake up and it's like 1 a.m. and I'm totally screwed up with my whole sleep schedule. Yes, so either either one of those two. I like um, one of the times I end up napping a lot is um, the moments like right, basically the moments at night that are are sort of like pseudo bedtime, but not quite. Right. right. Like 9 p.m. when I'm tired, I'll be like, well, I just gotta sit on the couch for a second. And I'll end up taking a four-hour nap, and it'll be one a.m., yeah, uh, yeah. which is just you know that's that's always that's always the uh, the the punishment I deserve for for thinking <laughs> I can just like game naps. Uh, but yeah, man, I am I am very pro nap. I'm glad you got one. Um, and you are here to talk to us about. So you do a ton of ton of work online and all sorts of things. Um, we'll talk a little bit at some point, either now or on the on the bonus about your your art and your your music. I'm like I I really like both, but um, you're actually here to talk to us about uh, basically like gaming and communities in, in two places I didn't quite expect. Yeah, so I mean, one thing that's always defined, I think, my experience with gaming from since when I was a kid, really, is is 
being involved in sort of a community online when it comes to, to games. Okay. So like my experience with that has spanned across you know multiple games. Like ever since like we had dial up in middle school, I started posting on like forums and stuff and joining IRC and. <laughs> different chats and, and making like you know you'd, you'd create a username you'd have like your avatar your post count and everything but i would jump from as i jump from game to game what i found myself doing inevitably is joining some sort of online forum around that game i would never just play the game it would always be you know I mean, i'm sure this is the case for a lot of people but that's really the more defining aspect of of gaming for me um than it has been the, the actual games really to be honest yeah, I feel like um, on some level that also goes along with people who grew up uh, kind of alongside the internet. Because some, some of that early gaming, I, I kind of had that experience because we had dial-up. I probably got the internet also in middle school. I think we're probably uh, pretty similar that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started, you know, with 56K. We may have even started with 28.8 um, for all I remember. But um, if, 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 if we were, then the jump from 56K must have been really, really sweet. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, the, I remember the thing, uh, the thing that was so sort of surprising when I would play it even a little earlier at my grandmother's house when I'd go on the internet and like tool around on, you know, whatever, like Prodigy's homepage for kids or, or whatnot. Um, you know, you'd end up in these games that were like half game, half chat room or like games that kind of lived next to a forum or lived within like a chat room. And like right, the right. boundary between them was was a lot less firm than I think it was. Maybe it's not very firm now with MMOs and stuff, but for a while there it was fairly firm. Like it was either a community, like a chat, or a video game. And I think early on that that distinction was a little less. Um, and so I totally relate with you. I mean, it's definitely like when you start a video game or when you start doing something, there's also an online community that kind of comes along with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say. Um that's always been the thing I, I, just, I just jumped to immediately and, and, and early games like you know I mean definitely the games I started playing uh, at first were more you know like I, uh, Blizzard games were, were huge to me you know as a kid I played Diablo and uh, Warcraft a lot I was ended up joining the forums but I guess I guess the one that I sort of wanted to talk about that was um, really defining to me as a kid uh, and is, 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 is one of those like half community half games sort of things you're talking about is definitely Neopets Okay. As like uh, a site slash gaming community, really. So Neopets, that's really fascinating because I remember we were talking about this um, in in DM before we were before we got on the on the phone and like, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I immediately thought when you mentioned Neopets is like, I remember it coming out. I remember people getting really excited about it um, even prior to sort of like the the. Dogs or Nintendo Dogs. I can't remember what actually that game was <laughs> called on uh, on the DS. Um, but like people got really into it, and I remember my my immediate thought then, and like what's kind of stuck with me until now is, wasn't this just like, isn't this just like a high tech Tamagotchi? Isn't this this just doesn't seem very complicated? Um, so when you mentioned community and like the the depth of it, uh, I, I'm I'm really intrigued basically to hear. Uh, how Neopets build this, built this kind of community and complexity within, like, what seemed to me to be kind of a simple premise. Yeah, I mean, definitely the premise is, is fairly simple. I mean, it, it is, like, you're caring for, like, specific, like, virtual pets. It's, like, a very Tamagotchi-type experience. But it actually had a surprising amount of depth to it. Okay. Like, I remember when I was playing that, 
Um, one, it, it, it was as competitive as you wanted it to be. Like some people obviously, you know, they were just on there just to, to take care of their virtual Neopets and, and, you know, see what items and clothing they could buy for them and stuff. But, um, I guess, I guess what some people don't remember, or maybe, I guess if you, you weren't as a hardcore Neopets gamer as I, as I was, <laughs> and then there, there was, there was a whole, there was a, a lot of like, different systems within Neopets that were pretty competitive. One of them being mainly, uh, there's a, a sort of like a battle system within within the game. Oh. Uh, where you could battle other players with your Neopets. Um, you could level up your Neopets, you could ha- equip specific items to them. I mean, the battling itself was fairly simple. There wasn't that much strategy, so a lot of it was sort of like, hey, you know, w- how can I grind as much experience and in, in good items for my uh, pets as possible to to compete, and there were like leader leaderboards and stuff uh, for that. Um, so that was definitely like the main competitive aspect of it. And then second, I would say, is just the whole economy that came with Neopets. There you had um, Neo points, which is basically like their sort of currency, which uh, you could you could use to buy items and accessories and, and stuff like that. Um, but there was a there was a huge economy built around neopets based on on like how you know how people would grow their their personal wealth like there's a bunch of different ways to do that so that's really interesting like it seems like so how do people i guess i'll ask this how do people um respond to those elements of the game because it seems to me that like part of neopets appeal as a game was that it was like you know, it was different than other games or something like that, right? Like, you can imagine that being an appeal where it's like, oh, don't worry, this isn't the kind of violent or stressful game you're used to. This is about pets. This is about, like, having fun. Um, yeah. And what you're describing is, like, almost almost like a, a um, proto-free-to-play MMO version of, um, of, like, Pokemon or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, uh, when people remember Neopets, they, they mainly remember, like, oh, they had a lot of fun, like, Flash minigames. Like, there was, mm-hmm. like, there was, like, a, a snake-type game called Mirka Chase. They had, like, um, a lot of little puzzle games. And each of these games, you could play them a couple times a day, and you would earn maybe, like, anywhere from, like, 50 to 100 Neopoints. Yeah. And, and that would be sort of, like, your daily income. You'd log on, play these games, and gather that, that sort of, um, that, that money. And that's what most people, like, their interaction with the game was. But um, beyond that, I guess there was this economy of, like, uh, you know, items that, that allowed you to battle or allowed you to level up your, your Neopets that were sold in, in sort of these virtual stores. And the way these stores worked is that they were restocked every couple of minutes. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so basically every couple of minutes, uh, items would appear in these stores and you would be able to buy them. And it, you wouldn't be buying them from other players. You'd be buying them from, like, the game itself. Right. And um, they would appear at sort of, like, random prices. So a lot of the game became, like, a lot of the game, like, in this sort of economic aspect became, hey, how can I, you know, buy and sell items, you know, to, to turn a big profit? Um and, and a lot of that would come from the stores. And then uh, you would turn that around and you would, like, resell an item to someone else. There was, like, an auction house where you could bid on items. Um, you could do trades. You could trade the people. So there's a lot of ways that, like, you know, it maybe wasn't necessarily designed that way, but you could start building up in a massive amount of points. So hmm. the games each day you're playing, you're getting, like, maybe, like, a 1,000 coins in a day from playing the games. But people were amassing, like, millions and millions of points. Like pretty quickly. 
So was there like it seems like that would cause kind of a rift in the community, not not in a bad way necessarily, but maybe a divide is a better way to say it instead of rift, where like you have one end of it that is sort of enjoying it, say the way you would enjoy WarioWare or something like that, as like a a like an ultra short term distraction, um, with like with sort of like cosmetic rewards, and then another that's treating it as a marketplace that like. I would imagine those two groups of people would not get along super well. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely like, I mean, the, the I would say the majority of the player base is in the former. Um, okay. I mean, where you would see that sort of people would interact would would be there. There were also within within the site there was a, a built-in forum. It was is like the the the, the neo boards or something like that. Um, and you would see communities sort of develop within there since they had sort of forums. That were sensibly targeted towards specific topics, like oh, here's the the newbie forum, here's like the um, battle dome forum, here is the um, art forum. Um, but within those, you would definitely see communities sort of pop up. And the one that I ended up joining and posting a lot, and, well, not really joining, but like you, you had access to all the boards, was the battle dome forum, which I uh. guess tended towards people that were more competitive, I guess to an as- to some aspect. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, the, yeah, like so. I, I mean, I was at the point where I was, I was trying to compete and in, 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 in get rich with the Neopets, and and then um, the way you do that is you you can't just do it on your own. You have to sort of get integrated within the community. So that's that's like that's what happened. That's really interesting, and I think that's like uh, the idea of integrating with the community there is so fascinating to me because it, it, I mean, Neopets is one of those like quintessential Nintendo games too, where like the kind of the the base level of it is so um anodyne and and kind of sweet that like it, it has mini games it's about collecting fashion it's it, there's nothing there that's like inherently um there's nothing like to it that can be that's corruptible right like like a ton of nintendo games are like this this is even one of the main critiques of nintendo that it's never very adult that it sort of exists in this um uh you know very very archetypical kid a kid world like mario yoshi just like nice um i mean actually anodyne stuff you know what's a great sort of like parallel to that is is not just uh the the one game in nintendo that that jumps out to me as as like separate from all that yeah because it has um its own economy and sort of like online aspect is animal crossing the one that came out for before the 3ds so there there is there is their own sort of like you know Animal Crossing you can play you can play on your own you don't need to like interact with anyone um, you can you can uh, buy and sell and and acquire um, uh, the in-game currency which is bells um, but uh, there is the the community that popped up and I remember because I, when I first started Animal Crossing I joined the fucking GameFAQs forum and <laughs> started posting nice. there uh, because there's there's one particular aspect where you can buy and sell these um, turnips uh, in sort of like a stock market fashion where you would buy them from someone for a low price and then you could sell them to the same person at a higher price at, at some other day. But that price would vary. So people would join these forums to figure out, hey, whose town is has a really good price right now on these turnips? And you'd join that person's town and sell them and, and amass your wealth that way. Wow. So there's, 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 there's that sort of community built around that. And then, you know, People will trade items to get like rare furniture and stuff like that. So th- there, there's like this whole sort of world within Animal Crossing that, that you can you can play on your own and you can play with your friends and and have your own you know sort of 
slowly unlocking additional items and stuff, but there's people definitely within Animal Crossing that are like, they quickly just want to amass as much as po- stuff as possible. They want to become that, have that sort of competitive aspect to it. Yeah, and that's that's so interesting because like I, I never would have thought of Animal Crossing there, but you're absolutely right. It's it's a that's what Neopets is reminding me of here. It's this version of a Nintendo game that I mean they both look like quintessential Nintendo games, and in a lot of ways are quintessential Nintendo games. I mean they're both you know massively popular games, um, and on the other hand they involve this this like very it's not cynical. I, I don't want to call it cynical. It's it's more like. Um, uh, I guess like naked or, or um, transparent gamifying of of the systems, where you're just like, okay, the game basically exists uh, as a marketplace. Let's figure out how to kind of hack the marketplace so that we can get ahead in the game. And that just seems like that seems like every single thing Nintendo tries to keep out of their work. Um, and it's so interesting that like the instant you introduce a community, uh, a sort of like interactive community in any of it, it just uh, finds its way in immediately. Yeah, and I think it's also it's it's the way yeah you're right the way the game is designed is is it's almost sort of like it's it's very bare bones of like hey here are these things you can collect some of them are rarer than others some of them form like a set of collections that you can like acquire um, normally it would take you a long time to do this but as soon as you bring in that community aspect you can figure out ways to either you know come out ahead um, or 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 trade and stuff to like it, it, get to the level, but there's no there's no it, these, neither of these games have a, a sort of an end game. There's no like hey mm. you've completed the game. There's always like hey there's something else you could be getting, something else you could be doing, or just acquiring more wealth within the game. So it's not like um, I mean I guess in that aspect it's similar more towards like a MMO than than, than other games really. Yeah, I was just about to say MMOs. It sounds it sounds a lot like um, I mean, it sounds a lot like World of Warcraft or anything that sort of like keeps producing. Um, well, even it's even a little different than World of Warcraft though, because like you know Animal Crossing and I'm sure Neopets, um, which I mean I'm not super familiar with uh, either, but like more familiar with Animal Crossing, like I, there isn't even the sense of like here's the thing you need to accomplish to sort of like finish out you know the spirit of the game. You know, WoW keeps producing these sort of like consecutive endpoints in terms of like raid bosses or whatever. Right, um, right. It just feels sort of like a, 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 I don't know, a continuum or a or a or a rapidly uh, reproducing kind of like milieu in both of those in Animal Crossing and Neopets, which is just like it's amazing that it that it's amazing that they can balance it and that the community can balance it. I guess I'll say that. Yeah, and and I mean, I, I guess they, they, they uh, both of them, like you know, Neopets and, and Animal Crossing. Every once in a while, they'll they'll release like new sets of items or stuff. But you're right, there's uh-huh. no there's no really like end like there, there's no like boss that you're beating every expansion or whatever um, within these these games. So I mean, also I mean, what I ended up doing a lot of the times within those communities as well, especially for Neopets, is is you know, there comes to a point where yes, I'm still trying to like compete within the game, but then I become more invested in the community itself. So, mm. like for Neopets, for example, I ended up forming like a close sort of group of friends there. It was about like 10 to 20 people within that one forum, um, to the point where I was posting on there like hour, a couple hours each day. I would come home from school and just and just post on there. Uh, uh, we there was a sort of like there became like even like a social hierarchy that formed within the the forum like we would call ourselves regulars like regs 
like of that forum, people that were new were, you know, they were newbies or they had like a certain, you know, um, they had to post for a while before they were recognized as, as like, hey, you've dedicated enough of your life to this uh, community. You're <laughs> right. recognized as one of us now, sort of thing. And, and the, the interesting thing about that is like, at least for Neopets, I guess for the, for other communities I've been involved with, it hasn't been as much, but with Neopets, that's the one community where, we posted a lot within the forum, but due to the limitations of the forum itself and sort of the messaging services within Neopets, it, they had like a weird threaded forum sort of thing at the time, which is mm-hmm. kind of annoying. Yeah. We ended up moving a lot of those conversations to like uh, Instant Messenger and MSN and stuff. Um, okay. So, so outside of like other forums, like when you think about like your your typical like, you know, uh, internet forum, like the... DB code forms or whatever. Um, this one was one where I talked to a lot of these people outside of the Neopets site a lot more. And I guess like this is this is even more interesting as like a community system pre Twitter, right? Because like Twitter kind of unexpectedly produced, I would say more than Facebook or MySpace or any or Friendster or any of like the sort of like uh, or, uh, social networks um, produced the ability to kind of like maintain or create and cultivate these kind of like on slash offline relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so interesting to think about like message boards as the, ver- as doing that beforehand. Right. Cause like it's so much more bespoke and hard to, hard to manage so yeah. different things to handle. That's the one thing I like, I have this, I have this intense nostalgia for, for internet forums just cause one, I'm yeah. not really posting on them anymore really. Um, and two is that, you know, each internet forum that I've been involved in, it's, it's like these forums are are they start off specialized towards one specific topic. So like whether it's Neopets or like a Diablo two forum or you know um, or any any of these specific forums, they're they're ostensibly people like interested in that one topic coming together. But then within that, you start forming their your own memes, your own subcultures, your own sort of like figures within that whereas like something like twitter or facebook it's less it's more decentralized and it's more like everyone from every sort of interest is on twitter yes there are sub communities within that you know like there's like anime sub communities or like final fantasy sub community but it's still everyone is involved in the same structure like infrastructure everyone's posting on the same form with twitter so you know when when stuff like memes form form on Twitter, it's sort of like across everyone. Mm-hmm. Whereas within like these small communities you have like really more interesting niche, like weird things that happen. Like that's why you see all these stories from like um forums that have like crazy stories that wouldn't really necessarily happen if it was if it was happening all on Twitter. Yeah, I guess that's like that's sort of like the the something awful goonhouse story or or whatever. Like the the fact that you have to know so much to actually like get the joke of a lot of these places, right? Like yeah. like oh like you know people will talk about oh yeah like the people who were on Goon Island or whatever. Like they all wanted to get their own island or they did. I wasn't a forum regular, <laughs> so like I I just lurked, so I I don't even know all this stuff. But well, like there is such this there's this level of lore to it that. I don't know. It's, you're right. Like it speaks to like there's a there's such an intense buy-in on forums that yeah. you have to like learn all this stuff. I think something awful is a bit of a of a different situation as well, just because it was such a general interest forum that had a lot mm-hmm. of different sort of pockets within it. I mean, it yeah. was still separated by the 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 structure of like here, there's a specific forum for you know video games, specific forum for drugs, you know that kind of stuff. It's, sure. it's a bit different than Twitter in that way. Um, 
So, so yeah, I, I would say, yeah, like that's definitely a, an example of like what I'm, what I'm trying to, I guess the, the, the distinction I'm trying to make between like internet forums and Twitter as, as social media, uh, yeah. sort of structures. So actually this brings me to the next thing I, I kind of want to talk about. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, have, I, I haven't been on internet forums in, in, I, mean, I haven't posted on them since for, I mean, for a while really, just because ever since, you know, Facebook and Twitter, uh, sort of started, I haven't had that sort of need to, to post on, on specific forums. Like if I'm playing like Overwatch now, I don't go to the, like an Overwatch specific forum. I can just post about it on Twitter. I have like friends that, you know, game and, and, and talk about Overwatch already that like I don't, so I don't need to necessarily seek that out. The one exception mm-hmm. is, uh, about two years ago, I started playing, I think, I'm not sure, I'm even sure how or why I started playing, but I started playing one of those, um, app games the it, it was published by square enix so like you know the whole similar final fantasy line to it but it's a game called guardian cross um and uh i think i started playing in 2015 and it's one of those like free-to-play uh, uh card collecting type of games where you can can battle uh with those cards um, right it's Similar to like a like Hearthstone, but a lot less complicated and a lot less strategy. Um, but I didn't know anyone that played that game like at all because it's some terrible pay to play, you know, uh, pay to win like like collectible card game put out by Square Enix just so they can make extra money. Um, so I started. I joined a forum for Guardian Cross, <laughs> and um, I signed up and I signed up as like a completely new name. Um, and then very quickly, like, I got more involved in the forum than the actual game itself. Um, well, yeah, no surprise, right? Because the forum has much more going for it or going on with it than the game. Yeah, does. and it started off too, like, with the forum, because it's the, the way the game works is it's, it's very similar to, like, uh, any sort of the, that, that sort of, um, collectible. I mean, in this aspect, it's very similar to, like, Neopets, where, you're collecting these cards through like this mini game. It's actually weird. It's like this weird sort of like hunting mini game where you're hunting these monsters that end up becoming your cards that you capture. No oh, weird. Um, and and you get like you get a certain number of uh, attempts a day to to play this mini game. I think it's like three attempts a, a day. And wait, let and me plus, guess. You can buy more attempts. Yes. Yes. Oh. You, can buy, you can buy more attempts. Um, yeah. You, all right. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, you collect these cards and then, and then, uh, and then you can battle, um, with those cards against other players. Um, and also, like, battling, if you win a battle, then you can collect, like, more cards or something like that. I, I'm a little bit vague on the details. And you can also trade with players. I mean, that was also the, the, that's probably the most important aspect of it. So when I joined the forum, the, the main thing I started off doing was, hey, starting to trade. Um, and, and, and build my collection. Like, there's that idea that you're trying to do, like, a sort of, like, barter system where you're trying to trade up each time. Anyone that's sort of played, like, Magic the Gathering or, uh, like, Pokemon cards, that kind of stuff, definitely yeah. knows, like, you're trying to, like, improve your collection. So that's how I started off posting in the forums. But very quickly, you know, I just started posting in, like, the off-topic forums, in sort of, like, the general community forums, and sort of, like, ger- like, just, I guess becoming a regular within that forum. I think with by the end of the that first year, I had amassed something like ten to fifteen thousand posts on this one forum. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, but that that was it was it was it sort of it felt like you know getting back into that that internet forum 
like nostalgia again. I was like, this is fun. I had like a signature. I had like an avatar, my post count. Um, you know, I was like making all these like virtual friends and stuff. Um, it, it was it was like stepping right back into that. Yeah, it's and it's so interesting too because like people talk about, or I do certainly as well, like about the idea of metagame in um in stuff like Hearthstone or or, or especially like free to play games. Um, that like there's always this sort of like very intense metagame that people figure out on forums or on game facts or like read you know massive entries on or write massive entries on, and it, it to me it never quite like it. It always has been sort of um, foreign to me, this idea of going and reading, like, a 60-page document before I started playing a video game to kind of, like, best optimize what I'm doing. But when you put it in the language of forums, all of a sudden it makes a ton of sense to me. Where, like, you have to put in some work before you know what you're doing in the forum, right? Like, even in, you know, obviously in the trading forum you would need that, but I know what you're saying. Like, even in the off-topic forums as well, like... There is there ends up being this sort of like social, um, like as you say, hierarchy, um, and 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 like a, a sedimented layer of like what's going on in the forums, stories, ideas, uh, histories that like you need to be able to parse before you can successfully post, right? Um, and that kind of ends up being a little bit it, it's it's akin to those meta games, right? Like it's basically just like familiarizing yourself and getting yourself like deep in that mindset. Yeah, I I think that's that's definitely especially for this game in particular it was it was cause, because the actual gameplay of of this game was very limited it was even I think less strategic than like Neopets to be honest okay. I, I think the the I forgot exactly how the gameplay worked but basically when you battle an opponent you set your ten cards like in a specific order. And then you hoped that your order would outplay the order of the opponent's <laughs> cards. So generally, it's just whoever had better cards would win. Though you right. could, it's like a rock paper scissors type of thing where you might be able to, you know, figure out a way to to have like an optimal order. But um, a lot of the the meta game was just basically around trading. So there was like uh, there, there was definitely people that were like very good at that sort of aspect uh, within within the forums um, to be able to sort of amass like good cards and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that ended up being like the majority of, of what I would do in that forum was, was figuring out like good trades and, and, and trying to like figure out, figure out how to best compete in that manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, which meant, I mean, when, when we're talking about trading, it meant also dealing, just dealing with a lot of people, like dealing with like, you're like, you're sort of like, uh, it's like you're haggling with people. So, yeah. So, like get, and then, and then, and then like when you would make trades, sometimes you make a really good trade and then like. Yeah, like that would come to light and people would like, oh, you ripped that guy off. So it was like, it was this weird community aspect where people knew sort of like what they were trying to do, but also like there were some people that um, were more ruthless about it and then some people that were more friendly about it. So there was definitely like a, a weird community sort of aspect to that. So you like, it, it also makes me wonder, you sort of described the difference between Twitter and forums as... And I think it's a fairly apt description as like basically a a matter of access or a matter of um, focus, right? Like you're sort of looking at it through a smaller aperture when you're on a a forum as opposed to Twitter, where everyone gets access to it. And of course, like you have the the um you know the sort of dubious uh, honor of having like enough followers that probably you get the worst random replies um, of all time, um, just like to to jokes or posts you make. Uh, and you're good at you're very good at at sort of rolling with that, but um, I can imagine 
that would make me nostalgic for a forum too. Uh, I wonder though if it's like if it's a similar kind of nostalgia when you enter into something like say that game, which of course like while um, kind of primitive in a lot of ways uh, and like sort of like not developed with a ton of care, is really unique in in how like it kind of you know you have to be part of the community to even understand what's going on in it pretty much, um, and something like Overwatch, which is also community based in its in a sense, but is like essentially as wide open as anything in the world like you just get matched immediately with these people you're friends with them for you know how long you play the game 20 minutes um if it's a good round and then uh you may match them again or they might be gone um is there sort of like a different kind of like it does does the does that feeling of access or that that difference of access you feel between the forums and something like twitter um does that translate to the difference between like a, a more limited free-to-play game and a more sort of like popular, wide-open uh, multiplayer game? Yeah, I, I think that that definitely makes sense. When you're talking about something like like Overwatch, it's it's you know for anyone that's played like a shooter game, it seems fairly intuitive of like, hey, you know, this is how the game works. Here's what's good. Here's what's bad. Um, I think also with Overwatch being able to, I mean, you're playing on a team, you're chatting in the game itself. Um, you can learn most of the aspects of the game just by by playing it but something like something more uh, even if it is more limited in sort of like this the strategic aspect of something like neopets or something like this this guardian cross game um it's not necessarily apparent like what what the best way to 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 learn or do things within the game is just by playing it mm. so you definitely have that sort of like hey these if you're playing Neopets, you know, you can you can play all the mini games, it's fine. There's also this like, hey, there's a larger game you could be playing within this that maybe you're not entirely aware of or you're not entirely aware of like the mechanics for it or or um how to even start accessing that that part of the game until you until you start exploring, hey, what have other people posted about it? Oh, there's a community about this. Um they're talking about how to, you know, flip items in this store for millions of points. Um, right, you know, it's something that you would probably, or it probably would, you would probably not discover for a very long time, or you would just not be aware of it at all. I mean, which is also actually part of it, uh, that being able to do that is being able to prey upon newer players in that sort of fashion as well. Like, sure, in Neopets and in Guardian Cross, and and you know, in probably in Animal Crossing too. It's like if a new player comes across. A rare item that they don't know is rare, and some more experienced players like, hey, you know, I, I w- I'll buy this of you for like whatever cheap price. That probably happens way more often than not, and that's that's, <laughs> that's sort of something that like it doesn't that's that's not something that would happen in a game like Overwatch or something. Right, exactly. I mean, unless you're sort of operating in the gray market of the game, like, oh, hey, like I'll sell you my loot crates or something like yeah, that. Yeah. For, right. Yeah. It's it's um it's really interesting too the way you're talking about it because it reminds me. I know you're um. This is sort of like a a, a a bit of a of a zig instead of a zag, but I, I think it connects. I know you're into uh, on some level you're into like retro gaming, right? Or the idea of retro gaming. I know you've like done your own uh, sort of like uh, um, low res adventure game, which I really enjoyed. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, I played Thanks, that. Yeah. <laughs> when when did when did you put that out? That was like uh, a, a year and a half ago, or 2015. It was, it was almost two years now. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. I I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I told you at the time, but I I had a blast with that. Um, but yeah, like like the, you have sort of a you do pixel art as well. 
um, you have this like this this at least a preoccupation with uh, with retro gaming or the aesthetics of retro gaming. Um, and it strikes me, and you can tell me if I'm just wrong on this. You can say like, no, that has no connection, and we can move on. But <laughs> it strikes me that like in retro gaming, a lot of what a lot of the kind of community you're describing uh, came up with like you know whether or not it was like in the pages of GamePro and Nintendo Power, or like just like you knew friends and they would tell you like tips to beat a game or whatever. Like if you you know if you were going through whatever like Bionic Commando or or even uh, like Super Mario World or whatever by yourself and you couldn't get through a part, the only option you had was really, like, saying to a friend, hey, like, I can't do this, or, you know, looking at a magazine or whatever, as opposed to Overwatch, where the game is literally... Um, and I love Overwatch. I'm not I'm not casting aspersions, yeah, yeah, but... Of course. Yeah. Um, it's literally designed to teach you the game as you play it. It's, it's meant to make it an easy entry point, but a very difficult-to-master sort of thing. Uh, which requires no community at all. You don't actually have to talk to anyone at all. So, like, it seems to me that there's, like, actually your your sort of appreciation of the forums is built into that old sense of gaming in a way. Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely part of it. I mean, one one part of it is just I, I tend to prefer the, the, the that sort of older aesthetic anyways. Like, when we're talking mm-hmm. about, like, my the most striking example to me is when they released Street Fighter Four. Um, and that has a very like 3D like realistic art style. When yeah. You, when you compare that to um, what I thought was like the pinnacle of the Street Fighter aesthetic was 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 Third Strike, with, which has really excellent pixel art. Um, it it's just like it it's something about like the the realistic sort of um, 3D art tends to turn me off from like specific games like that. I mean, yeah. that being said, I still played it a ton, um, but um, my my preference is definitely for that sort of golden era of, like, uh, pixel sort of stuff. Um, but that that's from an aesthetic aspect. But, yeah, I, I would say that uh, definitely that I think, um, you know, with, with newer games, you're not going to get as much of that form or, or, or sort of, like, that. I guess it's, it's almost just, it's, it's almost just like a, a, hey, you have to sort of... Um, work at it to uncover more aspects of the game. It's not quite mm. a um, instant gratification or like a, a, a thing like that within um, newer games. I think I think another part of that that I remember pretty nostalgically as well is playing older games like an older RPG like, you know, um, older Final Fantasies or, or any of those like early PlayStation games and um, I remember uh, looking through like the, the official game guides for those, like the the, yeah. the, the Prima game guides, the Prima game the, guides, yeah, the, yeah, the Brady games, and, and looking through it, just like, hey, you know, there's there's stuff you can uncover this game, and, and like looking through that manual, like flipping through that, um, definitely has like a much, it has like a, a a pretty good feel as opposed to, you know, playing Overwatch is you know like it's it well I mean that's a completely different game type anyway, so it's not really fair to compare the two. Well, but, it- I yeah. can understand where you're coming from though, because I mean those those uh those prima guides would also have like if you looked at bosses, or if you sort of like peeked ahead or whatever, you'd see like these sort of like exotic bosses, and they would tell you like okay here's the battle plan like here's what you yeah, have to do yeah. you need to use Faraga and then you need to like be sure to cast uh you know uh be sure to like put a poison uh, anti poison spell on your party because he's gonna cast like a poison spell yeah. after this and like it it is this way in which like the the you were learning tactics on your own too, as as like as opposed to the game sort of like giving it to you organically. Um, 
I guess that's the other thing, right? With like, we're we're, we're both sort of uh, talking about this somewhat artificial difficulty um, as like nostalgically, like, oh yeah, it was wasn't it wasn't it great when it was really hard to figure out how to beat a game. <laughs> As opposed to, like, what I'm sure these people work, like, super, super hard at doing where they're just like, okay, now it's super intuitive. They'll be able to figure out how to beat the game without any help. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, it just feels there's something kind of more, there's something nostalgic is the word I, about having to figure it out. Yeah. And also, like, I, I'm sure there's also game guys for, like, you know, more modern RPGs and stuff that's coming up now. I think also part of it, too, is that for for me, like, like for for a game like, you know, Final Fantasy Seven or something, getting that pre yeah. guide, um, or like going onto like a forum for for Neopets, and is is that sort of fear of missing out on an aspect of the game? Like, yes. Like my and I'm, this is shared by tons of people, but like my main thing when I'm playing any of these like RPG games is that I I need to be able to unlock and collect everything. Like I can't just play through the game without the guide. You know, like I yeah. I, it's, like I I feel like I'm like missing something or like, um, you know, basically I, I, I want to be able to like uncover every secret within a game. So I'm the exact same way. Yeah. yeah, You can't necessarily do that on your own. Like, like with a lot of these games, it's, it's, it's built in a way that, you know, you're not going to be able to discover every little item or, or unlock every character. Um, which is why I, those game guys exist and I'm sure they're super popular. So, yeah. No, and it, it's 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 interesting as games become more and more because like there's there's this competing uh, there's this competing I don't know what to say like uh, impulse or mission or whatever um, uh, where of course the games are still trying to do that like still trying to produce this urge to collect and and find everything and and be a completionist. But uh, I was talking ages ago uh, with uh, Chris Person. Uh, I don't remember which number episode that was, but mm-hmm. uh, he was saying that when he played uh, Persona Five, uh, he just he like opened up the guide and said like, "Okay, I know how Persona games go. I'm just going to use the guide from the get go." Yeah, because yeah. I don't have you know, I don't have 200 hours to play this. I have 90 hours to play this, and I need to find everything. Yeah. Um, and like, there's a way in which like the the urge to collect everything and the you know the pressure on these creators to make the games bigger and more complex and have more secrets um those two things kind of work against each other in a way yeah i i, I definitely hear that um I'm trying to think how how uh <laughs> i mean I, I mean also like i haven't played like i guess i haven't played any like like major rpgs that have come out in the last couple of years uh, yeah, I guess I, yeah. I honestly I'll I'll cop to that too. I haven't I haven't actually those generally those will come out on consoles and I'm I'm about a gen behind on consoles. Yeah, so. I, I'm also like a serial like like I keep on buying games and then not finishing them. <laughs> like my Steam library is just full of like all these JRPGs that I keep on buying and then I I'll play for like ten to twenty hours and then I'll lose my place and then I have to go back to like play them again. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I, it's um. Yeah, I still have to finish under. I still have to finish Undertale. I bought that like ages ago, and I still. Oh, you should it. you should totally finish yeah, Undertale. It's like it's uh it's it actually it's one of those games that has a nice ending uh or a, or not a nice ending but a nicely conceived yeah. ending. But yeah, no, for sure. Like, it's um. I don't know. Maybe that's that's either I I hate I hate that this has now become like something I have to wonder about. But it's either that I'm getting old and my attention span is is shifting, or <laughs> games are getting longer. Uh, it's it's hard to say, but yeah, I I think that's 
it's very relatable to me. I'm sure it's very relatable to a lot of people listening. This idea of having a massive library that you just like haven't finished anything yeah. in. Um, which I mean, getting back to sort of our topic is like is might be why something like Neopets or um, I keep forgetting the name of it the 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 the, FT, the FTP uh, um, uh, game from Square. Um, like it's like there's a there's a a level of depth that you can kind of fall into there that I think is really comforting. Um, it's why I come back to certain games. Like it's why you know I put in. I think I put in like a hundred hours on Sunless Sea, which is like a I've talked about it on this podcast. And it's fun. It's a fun game for me, but it's basically like it's a, a friend of mine calls it lore of the game, mm-hmm. which is like it's just like it has a bunch of lore. You can unlock stuff. I'm sure there are tons of forums on it for sure. Yeah, um, and you can just kind of like dive into it and constantly like dig a little deeper. Um, and there's something really I don't know like it, there's something about a game that you can just kind of decide to keep going back to to mine uh that's very appealing yeah um i'm trying to like yeah there's, there's like right now there's not really a game like of that captures me at that point right now and it might be because because i am getting older as well um <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a drag having to like add that into the conversation because of course like <laughs> That's that's one of the joys of of forums and uh and games uh when you're young too you have like you know 8 to 10 disposable hours every day where you're like well I'm going on the forums or I'm going to you know I'm going to grind my character in Final yeah. Fantasy 7 uh to go you know beat Emerald Weapon or whatever I mean that being said again there are there are like games like Overwatch and and, and PUBG these days like I'm having a lot of fun playing those with like you know people from Twitter just like jump on a game here or there it's definitely a completely different you know type of game than playing an rpg or or, or like a mmo um, mm-hmm. but I, i'm definitely still enjoying gaming in, in 2017 of course yeah no 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 for sure i don't want to i don't want to paint too bad a picture i've been playing a ton of PUBG too yeah um it's it's a blast uh i i will we should play sometime yeah definitely uh yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, I wanted to remember to say that. So, uh, you know, sorry, sorry for everyone to brag about, uh, that I play PUBG <laughs> and want to play it with my guests. Um, but no, I mean, it is still fun. It's just, um, yeah, I guess, I guess what I'd say is there might be a way in which for me, uh, cause everything you're saying, I, I, you know, part of the reason why I'm not asking so many questions, but just kind of like conversing and I hope that's okay, mm-hmm. um, is, uh, because a lot of the stuff you're saying really, really resonates with me, uh, especially the idea of this, like this sort of like nostalgia for forums and m- matched with the nostalgia for um, the, the kind of like obsessive knowledge of a video game that I just can't muster anymore. Um, and like th- those two go hand in hand and I'm not so sure if that's an impulse I don't have, or that's a series of time I don't have. Um, it's not like, it's not to me that like, I'm, I'm nostalgic because the new stuff is, is garbage or something like that. It really is sort of like this unique feeling that I've, that I'm like, well, you know, I haven't really felt that in gaming for a long time. I mean, what people tell me actually is that the, I I should play the, I haven't played the new Zelda yet. That's supposed to be one that's like, you know, very similar, very similar in that sort of nostalgic aspect. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I have, I have to get a switch basically, but um, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, I mean, going back to the sort of the nostalgic feeling too, like, I, I think the, the, going back to the game manuals really, that resonates a lot with me, uh, as yeah. well, just cause like, I know we were talking before about like my art and my music and that, that, that I think is probably one of the bigger influences, um, 
I remember like just having that physical manual or, or guide growing up and just pouring through like I would read like the the those game those game guides like the Final Fantasy VII Prima Guide or Star Ocean Prima Guide I would read them when I wasn't even playing I would just like you know read them in the car or like you know uh, in bed and just like pour over like not just the gameplay aspect of it like the strategy but like in the beginning they always had sort of more of a, a, a lore um, yeah. section like they would describe each character um, their background and like their abilities and stuff like that. Um, that is definitely something that I feel like a lot of nostalgia for as well, and that has informed a lot of like my work in in art and music for sure. Yeah, that's interesting because like I, there's so actually let me just ask you a question, then I have a, an observation. But like, is it about is it about the materiality of the thing too? Like, is it about having like the actual physical guide in your hands? I mean, that is part of it. It's also like um, it's also just like, I guess it's more diving into like the lore of a game, just like behind it, like that sort of. Mm. Um, like the the fiction behind it, you know, like like some a character's background or or you know stories about about you know how how this whatever you know your playing came to be really um, like like even a game like 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 I remember reading a lot about like Diablo like um, back in the day. There was like a whole bunch of story behind that. Like reading about that was like incredibly interesting to me. Um, stuff yeah. like like. Um, monster compendiums, like, you know, list of enemies and, and their, you know, abilities and, and stuff that they can do. Like, I think just having that, that rich lore it is part of that, um, uh, that attachment to that type of game. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's also like, there's also something about that rich lore being not super easily accessible, right? Or like, or you have to put an effort to find it. Yeah, um, it's not it's not like in, it's not like written in the game or something. It's not like ex, ex, explained necessarily. Like you either have to seek it out or 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 look in sort of guides or you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, that I mean, it reminds me of your art too. Uh, some of the the more sort of like um, uh, uh, cinematic pieces you've done, like the the there are a series of like islands that you've that you've created mm-hmm. that are sort of like. They kind of tell their own story. Um, a lot of times they'll have the Leon bird in it, uh, but sometimes they won't. Um, and they'll just be sort of like these evocative-looking islands. Um, it reminded of, and you started, you were doing it contemporarily, and then also I think before it. So I'm not trying to suggest that there's any sort of like one-to-one ratio here, mm-hmm. but it reminds me of something like um, uh, the game Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, if you've seen any of that, uh, which like I think in some ways kind of approaches a similar sort of idea where it's a it's a uh, a kind of art that is evocative of a story that you want to know more about but is sort of like tight-lipped about actually what happened yeah actually that's there's been a lot of like yeah i'm looking I'm, i remember uh, looking at this game when it came out um there's been a lot of great games like more i guess i guess more on the indie side in the last couple mm-hmm. of years that have had that sort of feeling like I, I the one game i did play through all the way um and I did use some guides for um, was Cave Story that had a, oh yeah yeah that yeah. one was like an excellent um, both from it's the a game, lovely game both from a gameplay aspect aspect and also from like a, a you wanted to find out more about like hey what was happening in the story type of thing um, yeah I remember uh, I played through that a bunch of times I I love Cave Story and like the I never have uh, beaten or gotten to and it's because basically I, I put it down when I. The last time I put it down is when I found that they existed. Uh, 
but I've never gotten to or really beaten the uh, optional bosses. And what I loved finding mm-hmm. out about that, it was like reading the Prima Guide. When I found out they existed, people are like, oh, yeah, like these are the hard bosses. Yeah, you might not yeah. be able to beat them, but here's their part in the story, and here's how they relate to like what's going on in the game. And it's just like it's so neat that people are kind of returning to that impulse where it's like, yeah, like we'll we'll include these bosses. You might not find them, but they actually have something to say about the world and the story and like why you're doing the things you're doing. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I I feel like it's it's I mean, it's less less apparent in games now, but that sort of like idea of like unlocking stuff or like stuff that's optional, like that's it seems less and less prevalent in games now. Like. Mm. Like for example, like uh, I'll bring up Street Fighter again. Street Fighter, or like any of those fighting games, really, you used to have to unlock additional characters, and now they're all DLC or they're in the game already. Um, like yeah. stuff like that. Like like that Cave Story example is definitely a great example. Like an optional, like hey, you can do this for a more difficult boss at the end. Um, I feel like that's that's less. It's happening less now, but maybe it's just happening less in sort of like your AAA mainstream games. I think that's right, and I think like there there are a lot of indie games that are kind of picking up the slack um, in that way. I think like uh, I don't know if you've played it or not, but the there's a game called Dead Cells that I've been playing a lot when I just want to relax and like um, edit uh, my the podcast, mm-hmm. and that that's like a good version of it too because it's I mean it does the pixel graphics, and I don't know what the what the exact you know I don't know if there's like a reason that the pixel graphics you know work with this, but there's like there's there's a level of um lore and story there that you can or cannot look into or you will or won't find and you might open one door one time and it'll be there and it won't be there the next time and the game feels very like it, there there's a confidence in the game that I feel like is a confidence that was in other older games that it's like yeah look we included this material it doesn't matter if you find it or not to us like but you might like it mm-hmm. so we hope you do um and I think that actually like really appeals to the community building, uh, because then you can talk to people. You can be like, "Hey, did you find Yuffie, or did you figure out how to get Vincent?" Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. That, um, as opposed to like, "Oh, hey, did you buy um, Charlie yet?" Right. 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 Yeah, man. That's uh, I I like that. I I don't I don't I I feel like a, a little bit unable to draw a sing, a single conclusion, which is actually probably good. Um, means we means we've talked about a lot of big issues. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't coming into this like with a like necessarily point to make or anything. So it's, you didn't have you, <laughs> you can. I I was worried you had like a controversial political opinion to share. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I um honestly, yeah. Like the I, it's just sort of this general like feeling I've been thinking about in like the past couple of years, and I guess it all ties back to just um just that changing uh. I guess just changing infrastructure of, of online and gaming to me, like yeah. being more and more involved with Twitter and less with like what online used to be like. I don't know. It's 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 definitely all intertwined. I mean, I I'm not trying to make some sort of grand point about all this, but it's just you know some topics I've been thinking about. Yeah, no, and I I like that because it is it, it is all true. There is this kind of. Um... There's this there's this feeling right of uh and I, especially for people who are you know like I'm 32 I I have like you know a life prior to the internet becoming what it is now so like prior to like serious social media and then post serious social media yeah um and one of the things I really enjoyed about Twitter initially uh, when I joined in like 2013 was 
um, I hadn't been on Twitter, and then I learned, like, oh, hey, here's all these people that are making the same jokes I used to make, or, like, the same kind of sense of humor jokes I used to make, um, like, a little more mean-spirited, but not, like, you know, not mean at heart right. uh, kind of jokes uh, that I used to make on forums and stuff. Like, this is really cool. Um, and even that's kind of changed, but, like, as an as an initial interest point, I was drawn into Twitter because it reminded me of the old internet. And obviously, like, it's a little more complicated than that, but there's a way that, like that feeling of like oh there was there was a way i used to communicate before things changed in this sort of uh extremely nebulous online space um and i can't quite get back to that way i mean that's a really powerful feeling it's a it's a it's a very like it's a very particular nostalgia let me say yeah i think what we're seeing too is that online is becoming less and less anonymous uh mm-hmm. yeah you see people um either tying their online activity to their real names out of out of necessity or or out of um, you know work related sort of things I don't know um, but it's it's we see less and less these days like that that idea of like that internet forum where you have like your cartoon avatar and, and your uh, weird you know name that you're going by that you might carry over from forum to forum but it's still like an anonymous account um, right that's definitely I think dying out I think I wouldn't be surprised in like you know. You, the years to come, we see just less and less of that, especially on stuff something like Twitter. Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can imagine that anonymity will become a serious hindrance on Twitter yeah. if it hasn't already. Um, I mean, I know you, you're verified. Um, I've given some serious thought about getting verified. It's, it's, you know, Twitter basically made that a uh, not just a weird kind of like secondary thing, but a very serious perk to using the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, they can tighten that even more. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a really interesting series of questions. And I, I got to admit, I hadn't, I hadn't actually thought about them before you came on. So I'm, uh, I'm grateful for you coming on and sharing them. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So, um, uh, is there anything you th- think we missed? Anything, any last thoughts you want to, you want to throw out there? Um, I don't think so. I will admit, I think I'm ready to admit at this point that, uh, I did spend over $300 on, <laughs> on Guardian Cross, which is a collectible card game for a, a very simple battle system. And actually, now that I look it up, uh, the game itself has been discontinued as of January of this year. So, um, all those dollars have gone to waste. All my virtual coins are now lost in, into Square's coffers. So I think <laughs> I think that means they're just gonna they're gonna send you a check for the three hundred. Oh right? yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm part, I'm part of the class action lawsuit with, with, with fellow <laughs> Guardian Cross players. <laughs> I I can't imagine a, a a less likely suit to pay out. Yeah. Um. Like oh, I'm just I'm I'm suing I'm suing Square uh, <laughs> for being for being too like too addictive. Um, yeah, no, that's, uh, hey, hey man, I, I, um, people, people, people really like, uh, become open with me about how much money they've spent on games or time. And I, I gotta say like, out of the, out of the confessions we've heard on the show, um, your, yours is, yours is within reason. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. And I, I, I was actually saying before we were recording, I just, I try really hard not to get it too into free to play games because in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking like, if this was any more complicated, or I've had, or if I had any more investment in this, I would spend um, upwards of uh, perhaps exactly three hundred dollars. So, that's the funny thing. Uh, so I've, I've been I've been playing Hearthstone since since uh, probably like a couple months after it came out, and I haven't spent uh-huh. I haven't spent a, a single dollar on one game. 
Oh, see, then you're you're ahead of uh, of Stefan Heck, who's, yeah. who's who admitted how much he spent on Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's uh that's interesting. So you just you've you found it's like it doesn't actually require it. Well, I it's also like I got in early enough and I and I play enough that I don't have to buy oh, okay. buy packs with money. Um, right. So you can yeah all right. Yeah, it's uh, I I think it's I think there's something very uh, and I, I hate to say this because it is actually real money, and I I feel I feel bad for the fact that it is like they are just like well we're closing the game now. I think that's kind of <laughs> crummy to you, uh, but there is something very poetic about it. Like there's there's something very poetic about I, that being about a community you're into, and then it just kind of disappears into dust. So, so with that community aspect too, actually I I quit the game like after a year of playing of it playing it, um, so be well well before it shut down. But the way right. the way I quit I was like okay I'm, I'm quitting I'm gonna give away all my cards within the community aspect on the forums I created like a whole like trivia contest or something uh, <laughs> that that spanned over like the course of a week where I gave away all of my like valuable cards and coins or whatever um, to like various people on the forums it was like a a big thing um, but they I, must have left that and then I stopped posting on the forums so that was like my <laughs> the end of my whole Guardian Cross one year. A Guardian Cross thing. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, people pay as much for like Blue Apron or whatever, so <laughs> I think I think you're doing okay. Yeah, uh, that's fascinating. Uh, all right, well, thank you. Uh, I know that. Um, I mean, you you always have good stuff going up on your Twitter. I'm gonna ask you some questions on the on the Patreon episode about your art sure. uh, and, and music because I'm fascinated by it and I I love it. Um, I'm not just saying that because you're here. I've always I've always <laughs> been a big fan. Um, but uh, um. People can find you at, at leyawn at Leon. Um, is there anything else you want to plug or or uh, set out there? Oh uh, no, that's the same name I use pretty much everywhere. Uh, Twitter, SoundCloud, Tumblr um, are pretty much the the big ones there. Um, I think okay. it, yeah, I'm posting more on Instagram now, but yeah, same name. And uh, if you can go go ahead and find the uh, I this is my plug for it. Find uh, Leon's uh, adventure game with the with the bird. Um, I don't know if he has a name or not. Um, if it is Leon or, or not, but uh, that's a I I thought that was um, extremely well made. I thought I really enjoyed it. Yeah, if you just Google like Leon Adventure Game or Leon Twitter Game, it'll it'll come up. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely give it a play. It's um it's not too long, um uh, but much in the same vein of when we had oh when we had Michael on um uh, uh Warren is dead uh to talk about uh uncle uh, works at nintendo mm-hmm. and uh, my father's long long legs uh it, in much the same way i uh i encourage you to uh to go out and play it it's not going to take you much of your time and it's it's very much worth it um so thanks man please uh come back anytime this was this was really fun yeah, this was great all right thanks